What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite podcast on the planet. That's right. This is Food Sex Politics with you as always. Your host, the beautiful, the sexy, the talented, the amazing, the brilliant, Nicole Rodriguez. And backing her up as always, it's me, it's me, it's the D-A-B-E. Your six foot two glass of cold brew, your food porn unicorn, your board lord here with another episode coming at you hot. So, Nicole, a lot going on in the world again today. How is the wheel looking? My dearest Pad Thai Rabbi. The wheel packed to the motherfucking gills. One more week. It's 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 so packed. I, I had to do some overlapping of subject matter on the wheels, but somehow it's all making a lot of sense because that's the state of the world we are living in where cartoon characters meet governors meet food holidays meet sex holidays. Hmm. celebrities maybe becoming other political figures there is just so much everything's just all intertwined in the wheel it's all it's 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 all intertwined and as you're saying intertwined i'm thinking about covid and an earlier conversation we had about where are the std rates gonna go when people start Hmm. fucking in nursing homes again it's that kind of intertwined it's kind of a mess. So there's that. Let's just like lead. Let's just lead off with that. Lots going on. Middle of March, Dave. Do you mind if I take a spin? No, I wish you would. I mean, I wish- can we give him a little teaser, like what we got on the wheel? <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I really, what I just, what I just said is is all true. We've got cart, we've got two cartoon characters and governors together. No, we've great. got. We've got celebrities maybe becoming governors in some of our favorite places to shit on. Different food holidays, a food and sex holiday coming up here in March. And um, we're going to take a big shit on Joe Biden. I'll I'll leave that. Which I think should be a sex holiday. (laughs) If he had his way, I think he might be okay with that. Great. That's a great Yeah. What you have prunes for breakfast again? Jesus Christ! (laughs) This is why you tune in, people. This is why you tune in. Without further ado, on that note, I'm going to take a spin, (laughs) and we're going to see where we go first because it is packed. 2021 does not does not disappoint. It is all gas, no brakes. No. No brakes. So, Dave, let me ask you. Have you seen Matthew McConaughey lately? No, I haven't seen. No, it's been forever. Like, what's the last thing he was in? Like, the last thing I can remember seeing Matthew McConaughey in was like Wolf of Wall Street, where he kind of looked emaciated, but I think he was getting ready for another role, but he looked like shit. But that was the last role I remember. Yeah, I think he's done some, I think he's done some series type stuff that was really high profile. And of course, probably his last really big role was Dallas Buyers Club, which she was oh, um, right. which she was amazing and obviously emaciated, but and we Maybe. see him in we see him in the Lincoln ads all the time. Beautiful man, right? There's no disputing that. Great looking dude. Really Dallas, Dallas Buyers Club kind of did him a little dirty. Oh yeah. You know like yeah, the Academy a- loves that. The Academy loves it. Like good looking actors like go to shit like when um who played that female serial killer that was the hot blonde? Oh, fuck. Charlize Theron, when she got kind of chubby. Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. Hollywood loves that shit. They, they, they do love that. So, um, apparently, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> tossing around the idea of running for your favorite state to shit on Texas. Texas. So what do you think? Would that be an upgrade? How would that work out? I'm, I, I wonder what his platform would be. That's a great question. Like that would be so interesting just to hear like where, like, do we know where he's at politically on anything or is he just going to run on being Matthew McConaughey? Okay. So he, so this is what I know of him as of late. He's popped up in my Instagram feed on some philosophy, Instagram lives and podcasts and things like that where people looking. Well, you know what? I, I he, was a, he was a People Magazine sexiest man alive, if I'm, and, if I'm remembering correctly. And and rightfully so. And I just I just read Greenlight, his autobiography, devoured it in like three days. Um, great content and all of the photos to prove the body and and all of that good stuff that we love about Matthew McConaughey. But was this in the apart ye old apartment bookstore where the, you found the book? <laughs> I had to take this one out from from the library. <laughs> yes, there is there is a mini library in my apartment building where I found the Donald Trump book, which I have not returned. I will I will make that my own. But before Whoa. before we are going to be knocking on your door, like, can we give me my Trump Bible? <laughs> before I call ICE on your family. Um, <laughs> So Matthew McConaughey looked him up right before we hopped on and he, he doesn't look like Matthew McConaughey anymore. Like better or worse? Kind of looks like an old lesbian. I don't know how else to say it. You know how like Paul McCartney kind of has that look? Like Paul McCartney kind oh, of always yeah, had that yeah, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And he's looking, a little, he's looking a little androgynous and the hairline's receding and he just does not look like... Matthew McConaughey because some did he have any work done or does he just no that wow I don't think he had work done but there's some Hollywood stars George Clooney classic he's never gonna look bad no that's right he's gonna go to the grave looking fuckable Matthew McConaughey in his 80s in his 90s you would still fuck you would still fuck Clooney I mean I mean let's let's circle back with that in a few years but I'm willing to put money on that I, I would say that's probably right. McConaughey, like, I feel like as soon as he hit, like, that uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Dallas Buyers Club, that was kind of like the cliff. It, it, it might be. Well, there's something to be said. When you get that lean, it can fuck you up longer term. Like, I feel like, like his hair, his face slunk in. It's just not as great a look. Everything. So, but what do you? All right, all right, all right, guy. No, no, and and I learned in the book that that was his first line in his first movie ever, and he wasn't even supposed to have any speaking role in that movie. Fun fact. Days were confused, right? Yeah, that was beautiful. That was it. So, um, to answer your question, I don't think he could do any worse than Abbott, right? I mean, I think it could be, first of all, I think what we've learned the past four years, even though everything went to shit, there's that entertainment factor potentially, right? I think anytime a celebrity takes office, already had Arnold Schwarzenegger as governor of California. Why not? You know what? 
at least Arnie was like interested in politics the whole way. Like he knew the platform, he was interested in it. I feel like the bar has constantly been lowered, and that's how we got Trump. Like the we have this- the bars on the ground. Like it's right. no, you just have to step over. That's it. The chick from Colorado has a fucking GED. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Well, and and what does it really take to run a successful campaign? Takes hopefully a lot of a lot of but it's money. All a popularity contest. Like you don't have to have the platform. You don't have to have anything. Like Trump didn't run on anything in 2016. Every every promise was, "We're going to do it terrific. It's going to be beautiful." What does that mean? What are you going to replace Obamacare with? Something terrific? Oh yeah. I think in his absence, you have perfected his accent. Like you are so, you're so spot on with it now. I miss you, Donnie. I know we, we miss you. Well, let's <laughs> let's listen. Let's see let's see what develops there. But I think you're correct. Probably couldn't do a worse job of whatever this guy's name who's in there now. We're going to bookmark Texas this one. Governor. We're going to come back to. I'm, I'm very very excited. Go read the go read the book though. I'm taking read another spin. We've got we've got other governors and whatnot to get to. No, that's right. Oh God, and it landed on it. <laughs> they give the cue. He he might as well be the mascot of the show at this point. Uh, Governor Cuomo. Cuomo in the wife beater and okay. uh, the dog suspenders or stock garters. Listen, I'm I'm and, and we talked about a, a pairing of a political figure with a cartoon. You might have heard this week actually you're the one who told me dave that the cartoon character pepe Le Pew. now do we say he's being canceled or phased out whatever the case may be and if you're not old enough or you're not familiar pepe Le Pew is this cartoon skunk who's always rubbing up on some other cartoon skunk and he might be tying her up to train tracks and rescuing her and kind of there's this kissing against will and do you remember this from your childhood dave yeah so peppy you know what it's so funny because peppy lepew i had to break this to my mom earlier this week oh, peppy that was always my mom's absolute favorite character it's a rough Which day man back on all the rapiness is kind of weird but <laughs> <laughs> everyone's entitled to their to their own you know kinks but, you know, and it's almost like peppy got the dean martin treatment right like <laughs> He was always like doing it. I mean, he wasn't a predator. He was a, I mean, I I get it. He was chasing after this black and white cat who he thought was a skunk and the cat wanted nothing to do with him. He was constantly, you know, beating him back and pushing him off and he never took no for an answer. But it was a kid's cartoon. It was supposed to be funny. Like when I first heard they were canceling Pepe Le Pew, I thought it was because he was like this negative French stereotype and the French people <laughs> but nobody fucking com- like who the fuck complained except for like Dave Chappelle like 10 years ago French people don't complain about stereotypes that's fine that's <laughs> that's totally accept- totally acceptable they're, they're sipping on their espresso and smoking their cigarettes being miserable and they're happy and, and they're happy and they're healthy they're that's eating right. full fats and drinking wine any Anyway, so, uh, uh, okay, so uh, a couple of things there. If we're going to cancel something like Pepe Le Pew, what's the point? Like, are you worried you have young boys? Are you worried about your young boys maybe catching an episode of Looney Tunes and seeing Pepe Le Pew and your 
and your children internalizing that behavior of no, that's just it. I mean, who, who as being okay. Pepe Le Pew. Right, but okay, so okay, so Pepe Le Pew is is problematic. How about every single hyper violent piece of media that young men partake in at a certain age? Like maybe I don't know if you're going to cancel Pepe Le Pew. Maybe you should take all of that off the shelves. No, but, but you know what? So they actually did studies on that, right? Like when Grand Theft Auto and like all the uh, the first person shooter games were big. They did studies on that to see if it made kids more violent, and they came up with the answer, no, it doesn't actually make kids more violent. Kids can tell the difference between a fantasy video game and real life. They, they determined it doesn't make kids more violent. So but then by the same token, you would think nobody's going to become a rapist by watching Pepe Le Pew. Okay, so exactly my point then. If, if we're not worrying about if you're not worrying about a tangible change in behavior or internalization of something being okay, then this is purely symbolic. And honestly, it takes the joy away from people like Dave's mom. Let her enjoy Pepe the Beatle. You know how weird it was to tell my mom her favorite Your poor mother. Rapist. That's really, that's an awkward conversation. That's a hard sit down to do with your mom. It's an awkward conversation. And you know what, Dave, it's, it's reflective of some of the awkward text conversation I'm having with my own mother as I move through the stages of grief of dealing with the fallout of what's going on with Governor Cuomo. Because if I go in my car and I'm not quick enough to just, you know, attach my phone and get some music on going right away. The local news comes on and all I hear is Bill de Blasio shitting on Governor Cuomo, people He's calling loving. for his reg. Oh, he is he is whistling to work as like it's the sun is shining right on him. He's actually waking up on time and going to work <laughs> as opposed to years previous. Do you think He's, de Blasio is putting these women up to it? Wow. I hadn't thought of wow. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I need to go that I need to go like scream that at mom. Are you listening? And I need to go scream that out my window. Um, check on Bill. So yeah, he is he is relishing this because we know that Governor Cuomo always loved to son Bill De Blasio at any chance, any chance he got. But I'll, any chance. But this is this is rough to hear when you hear like, oh, the Albany police are involved. And now he's we're talking about six women. Is he up to six? I think he's up to six. Well, but the, the problem is the latest one was a Pepe Le Pew type situation of some groping, apparently, late mm. last year. Mm. Yeah. You know that the gov's not smooth with the words, so I can't imagine he's smooth with like cop and a feel either. He's got to be like the most obvious guy in the world. He's probably like honking her tits and everything like in front of people. <laughs> You smell terrific, Hong Kong. <laughs> oh, oh my damn it. gosh. Like, he's never going to get out of it because he, he was probably so vulgar and upfront with it like he was with his fucking lines. Like, it's, it's going to be a disaster for him. Hey, he's, not one, he's not one to beat around the bush. So you are no, not subtle, no. No, you're probably, you're probably correct. And it's really awkward listening to clips from his daily briefings because there's this... Well, there's this entire scandal kind of hanging in the air, and all he does is hear him referring to a woman as sugar tits as he's got like the mirrors on his shoes trying to look up her skirt. <laughs> the, 
attached to shoes that are held up by the sock garters. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a whole, it's a, well, you don't want your sock slouching over the mirrors. You can't have that. I guess, you know, what's the, what, ha- if, if it's true and, and we don't, we don't know anything yet. Investigation's not complete. Um, do you think he maybe got power hungry or was he like this his whole career? You wonder, yeah, you know what? That's I, I was thinking about that. I was like, it can't just be six. Like if the number is that high, I guarantee it's probably more like in the twenties. And at first he probably got away with it pretty easily. Like at first he probably was a little bit smoother. I think he got sloppy. I think when you get a little power drunk, you can get a little sloppy. Right. I think that happened. Like, I, I got to think he was smooth at some point. Like Italians, I mean, they have a little bit of a, you know, more over the top personality, but I still have to think that that would have been frowned upon a little bit. So I think he had to have like gotten sloppy over time. Yeah, not, uh, not over the top, like, like that though. I would imagine he'd be able to be discreet somehow. No, no, a strip poker, uh, a strip poker line and you look like my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Right. Okay. Never. I take that. I take that all back. I. I just can't. I'm. I'm spinning the wheel again. I can't do. I can't dwell. It's my. It, it hurts. But real quick on um on Pepe Le Pew. He's officially not canceled by Looney Tunes. He's in like a timeout where they might bring him back later. So he's in. Jeez. Oh, he's in limbo. He, he's in. He's in Looney Tunes limbo. Okay. All right. This this is the world we're living in. This is will not be in the next Space Jam movie. Was already he, well, that that has been that has been established. Let's Dave. Let's spin. Let's move it on. Oh, here we go. What we got? Hey, we don't really have Donald Trump anymore. But if you're a if you're a newer listener. This, this is not just about shitting on one party or another or one politician or another. The Certainly. truth is Dave is very well versed in all politics and will shit as he see fits. So tonight, Dave, take a crap on Biden for us. How good has Biden been getting it from the media lately? Like nobody talks about any of his failings. Like anytime, like I actually watch the news or CNN or whatnot, all they do is blow them. Like uh, they, they just give them these glowing reviews. And I don't understand why, because what we do here is we hold the powerful accountable. Yes. And we did it with Trump the whole way. Even when it hurts. Always, always. So we did it with Trump the whole way. And nobody's doing it with Biden. Nobody's calling out the fact that Biden's on record, I don't know, 7,000 times. All The whole time he was campaigning, he was campaigning on $15 minimum wage. Had the chance to get $15 minimum wage into the fucking bill. The Republicans couldn't have done shit about it. And he was like, hmm, guess there's nothing we can do. Parliament said <laughs> no. Who the fuck is... I- I've been into politics my entire life. I didn't know a parliamentarian was a fucking thing until last week. Do you, do you think he just forgot? Oh, a hundred percent. Maybe. Damn, he- <laughs> we raised <laughs> 725. <laughs> Are you complaining? <laughs> like, yeah. oh, he's so embarrassing and nobody holds him accountable. Like if this was Trump, I guarantee somebody would have helped 
Trump got held to a much higher standard, mostly his own doing, because he would constantly shoot himself in the face. But nobody holds Biden to account for any of this. The only good thing I can even tell you that he did was he did the fucking Paris. He got us back in the Paris climate accord. But other than that, he hasn't done. He's going to he's going to get his ass kicked coming up here in 2022. We're going to get fucking decimated in the House and the Senate. The only thing that gives me a glimmer of hope is one. The coronavirus is basically going to be eradicated under his watch. And two, as soon as that happens, the economy is going to reopen and the economy has been dying to reopen this whole time. I think the economy is going to shoot way high. So he's going to be riding a little bit of a wave that he did really nothing to do, but here nor there. Uh, he's going to, yeah, he's going to be smelling like a rose. I think so. And for doing nothing. He, and Drambui, of course, because um, that's what we imagine him smelling like. He actually doesn't drink. Um, but yeah, you're really not hearing, you're not hearing one negative point anywhere. The media is just not holding him accountable and he's failing left and fucking right. He didn't get the minimum wage passed. He had a chance to, I mean, we're in a pandemic. If you're not going to go for healthcare for all during a fucking pandemic, when are you going to go for it? You're not, you're not, you're not going, you're not going for it ever. Never. If you're not going to do it during a pandemic, you're sure as hell not going to do it when there is no pandemic. Yeah. So no minimum wage. No health care. Then on top of that, he's opening up the fucking kid cages again. All that's fine. But nobody seems to have a problem with that. I haven't seen that on the news. He decided to bomb Syria for no goddamn good reason. They're not like, ca- they're not cages. It's Camp Joe. Camp Joe. But he he's just so uh, like, Trump lied about everything, but the media caught him out on it. Now all of a sudden, Biden's doing the same thing, and it's like. Boy, he's doing a good job in those aviators. Like, <laughs> he does do that well. Boy, he he sure does. Where's those like, aviators? Like a motherfucker. I don't get why. I guess just because he's not Trump, just because he's not Trump, but just because he's not Trump means he could lead to another Trump. Now, but but do you think maybe? Uh, do you think maybe they are keeping some of that stuff quiet so as not to stoke? the fires and keep things peaceful and not have any other. So he thought he could work with the Republicans. Not one Republican even fucking voted yes on the, um, the COVID relief. Yeah. I saw that. You're not going to work with them. You can't work with them. If the Republicans aren't going to work with you on a COVID relief bill, when they're from the poorest fucking States, they're not going to work with you ever. And by the way, Biden won the election by promising $2,000 or I'm sorry. He won the Senate by promising $2,000 checks to the people of Georgia. You would assume not in March, but whatever. We're getting 1400 in March, so I don't know what these people have been doing for the last two months. With that extra $600 somewhere. Ooh. Like Scrooge McDuck's money. Right. <laughs> and you imagine them like jumping into that pile, right? I didn't expect much from Biden, but I don't know that I expected this little either. Like he just, he, he just constantly negotiates from a position of weakness. He constantly cowers to the GOP. They're not in power. You have all the power. And instead you bring up some bullshit. I'll give him this. It was creative. It was crafty to say the parliamentarian that was creative. I've never heard that. one. So that was clever. I'll give him that. 
Like, what do you mean they're not in charge right now? He's, he thinks he's like in the Reagan administration or something. He might just be having a flashback. You know, you know what it is? It's both of these parties do much better when they're not in power because it's so much easier to criticize power than it is to actually govern. Both of them absolutely suck at governing, but both of them are fan-fucking-tastic at being the opposition party. Wow, that's such a good point. And you see it on both sides. Like, I mean, Trump had, Trump had GOP control over the Senate and House his first two years, too. He could have built his wall. He could have got XYZ done. He didn't do shit either, except for the big tax cut for the billionaires. And now Biden's going to do the same thing. Biden's got the whole House, the whole Senate. You can get done damn near whatever you want. If Joe, if Joe fucking Manchin's going to hold you up in West Virginia, tell Joe Manchin you're going to close every fucking federal thing in West Virginia and make him fucking hurt. Like he'll change his tune real fucking fast if you say we're going to pull military bases out of West Virginia. We're going to pull whatever. I don't know what federal fucking thing. I don't know what federal things are in West Virginia, but you say you're going to close them, move them, do whatever. Joe Manchin will shut the fuck up. Your only barrier is you don't want to do it. It's like, we'd really like to do something, but we'd love to do nothing. It seems that way. That's damn near the campaign. These are not, these are not happy notes, but this is not where we have to end tonight. No, we got to keep the wheel going. Let's let's bring it back let's, up. let's let's bring it back up because there's the, it's really the best stuff is left. Okay, you ready? Some good shit. Go ahead. Let's give the people a treat. Um, Where did we land? I think this is just the treat you were probably looking for. Um, are you aware of a holiday on March fourteenth? Oh, we need to tell the people. See, this is a crime that it's not as well known, but let, let's tell the people. All right, so if if you're familiar with the pod, you know that Dave and I are both big fans of a nice steak dinner, especially on a holiday. Um, March 14th has been designated as Steak and Blowjob Day. And it's designated on March 14th because it's exactly one month from Valentine's Day. So on Valentine's Day, the last stat I saw is that men outspend women on Valentine's Day, something like five to one. So for every dollar a woman spends, a man spends five. So this is kind of like a little bit of uh, payback, a little bit of uh, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. So this is steak and BJ day. And do you think there's a card associated with that? And if there's not, do we need to add this to our list of potential business ideas? Hallmark has a card for every goddamn thing. Like the stupidest, most nonsensical, when would you ever need this card card? They have it. I've never seen a steak and blowjob day card. Um, I don't... Like, sorry, your Jewish aunt got run over by a lawnmower. That's a card. Well, actually, on Etsy, there are quite a oh, few. They are there are quite a few of them. Etsy coming through. These are fan. These are fantastic. They, the order. Would you do steak first, then blowjob, or would you do blowjob first, then steak? That's a great question. And we have these conversations 
we have these conversations all the time. What's the order? Do you not want to feel full? Yeah, I think I think you do the blowjob first, right? Well, you, you want to relax, enjoy your meal after, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, God forbid somebody, yeah, I mean, you, you go to test that gag reflex and uh-oh. That's a waste of that's a waste of high quality protein. Did your steak? You you ruin the day. It's yeah. You don't want to do that. No, no, you don't. You don't want to do that at all. I, I will direct you all though uh, to Etsy for steak and BJ Day because there's a really beautiful variety of cards on here. That's beautiful. Mm. So make sure you go stop and get your man a nice a nice steak and BJ Day card on Etsy. On that special day, March, get it now. You should have probably bought that yesterday. Hundred percent. That's it. Now, how else do you round out that holiday? You know what? So the way give it there, or I I think I think you do. You know all the the BJ, and you know you get it in beforehand. Then you have like a big sloppy steak dinner, like a big sloppy steak dinner. And then you yeah. just go crash and you just hang out like the, the night's over. Like there's, there's no expectation to perform because you couldn't, if you wanted to, you have a ton of salt rushing through you, you, just, you know, just drink a little bit, pass out. It's, it's beautiful. That's beautiful. I think that's the way to do it. So I, wish I, think, I think this is also a way for those, um, those steak manufacturers at Seven Eleven to get rid of all of those steaks and hearts. Yes. Yellow tag them and they're like, here you go, kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's only been sitting here for a month. It's <laughs> it's completely it's completely gray. <laughs> like, yeah, we got the dry aged ones for March 14. <laughs> He's gonna love it. You're, we're marking the prices up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no yellow sticker. We need some markup on this bitch. <laughs> I love. Oh, it's also. It could also be called Steak and Knobber Day. Oh, that doesn't sound as fun. That doesn't. That, no. That sounds. That sounds like British. Like that sounds I, like. I was just like gonna say. Yep. That's that's sounding like something a British person Steak would refer to it as. That takes that takes all the fun out of it right now. What, what what dirty talk do you think is worse, Cuomo's or a British guy? A British guy for sure. <laughs> stop stop triggering me with with the Cuomo queries i'm having a hard time how many how many steak and bj day cards do you think cuomo bought <laughs> <laughs> he, he just gives them he gives them to all his aides <laughs> i know no you know what he does he doesn't know he doesn't give to last month he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't give cards. He just puts it in all of their calendars. Like, <laughs> or he, he, he sends a calendar invite. What do you, what do you mean? Maybe. <laughs> and we get rid of that. Oh, my <laughs> I, I bet those cards are all coming from like Cuomo's Etsy store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wait till that wait till that shows up. Oh god. I, I keep waiting for a week where we're not gonna do Cuomo, but he's just a gift that keeps on giving. No, I there's some that week is that week is not coming. <laughs> he's nowhere, nowhere in the future. He's he's here to he's here to stay. So uh, so a couple of days after this fantastic holiday, we have another big March food holiday. 
Where do no, you stand on St. Patrick's Day, St. Patrick's Day foods? I love St. Patrick's Day foods. My thing is, I, I don't get why we celebrate it bigger than they do in Ireland. Like, I, I, I don't get that. But um, I love St. Patty's Day foods. I love corned beef and cabbage. Um, I feel like St. Patty's Day food, you know, it, it, it's really only good in that little microcosm. Like, nobody wants corned beef and cabbage in July, right? Definitely like, not. No. It, it, it's at like the perfect time of the year for it. Like there's some good Irish stews, you know, there's the ham and cabbage, there's the corned beef and cabbage, there's shepherd's pie. All those things are great, but they're only great now. It's really kind of a once a year thing. And really like, they're, like they're great now, but I mean, are, are you seeking out Irish soda bread on any other day of the year? Never. Like, I, and I, and I love it and I love it, but uh, it's once a year. And then you got to just like, okay, that, that was, that was, you it. leave, it, done. You leave, leave it, it there. You leave it where it belongs. That's right. Like nobody's, nobody's having a cottage pie, shepherd's pie in, you know, fucking September. It just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. Cause it's, it's not right. It's not it's right. Wrong. That but is I feel like, all wrong. So, so getting back to something that I know that you love a hamburger universal, right? Like, is there ever a bad time to get a burger? No, that's year round. Right. And I mean, I mean, definitely it make the point that it's better outside on a grill. Fine. But I'm not going to say no to a burger in January. I'm, I'm a, I'm not saying no to a burger at any time. And B, since I, I do not have a grill and I've really come around, I used to be like, no, I'm only having burgers when I'm out or like out with someone who has a grill, whatever I is since last year i've really gotten into preparing them and preparing them well inside with with some tips from some burger people and now i'm i'm all about the pan prepared burger and you are correct any any time just like a steak that's any time a roast i'm not doing i'm obviously not doing that in the in the summer but that But that said, that St. Patrick's Day food, especially that's like like those shepherd's pies or whatever they are. It's like it's really heavy, stick to your ribs kind of fare. And end of and and mid March, it's kind of like that's your last hurrah on that stuff too. No, that's so true, right? It's like I'm already starting. Are you already starting to feel because there's a glimpse of spring? Like oh, it's time to put some of this stuff away some of these food choices because they don't yeah, feel right anymore that little spring dick tees and you're in shorts and like a tank top outside doesn't matter if it's like 60 degrees it's like Woo! yeah you're you're ready but are you on on that note as we before we move to the last section of the wheel here do you feel like you're ready to be outside in less clothing like do do men have that kind of odd transitional feeling not like oh i don't want to show my body but just like oh i feel exposed somehow wearing less winter clothing i I just buy bigger clothes (laughs) so if you buy bigger clothes people are like oh god did did you lose weight you look like you lost weight when no you really just bought like a 3x (laughs) because you're wearing ill-fitting loose clothing Right, you buy like huge clothes and people compliment you. So then you feel good. You're like, oh, this, <laughs> oh yeah, oh, this, you know, this old thing. This winter. Oh my gosh! Okay, that's the secret there, kids. That's what you do. That's but so, that's somebody, a tip. Wear a muumu. How, how does somebody who is not Irish celebrate St. Patty's Day? 
I mean, everyone just does it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like Cinco de Mayo, right? Like, I am yes. zero Mexican, but I love Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. I, I, actually, between the two, I would go Cinco de Mayo over St. Patty's any day. Oh, abs- absolutely. I mean, May versus March and tacos versus corned beef. I mean, that that's not even fair. That's that's not even a question. No. Uh, how about some Irish nachos, though? What really makes them Irish? Is it the potatoes? Oh. See, you could do like potatoes and you could do like Reuben ingredients on top of them. You could do like beef and like some cabbage and you hit it with that Reuben sauce or Big Mac sauce, whatever. Beautiful. Now, is it just me or do you feel like the Reuben is kind of a St. Patrick's Day thing too? Because that's actually my preferred St. Patrick's Day meal. Me to have a Reuben sandwich. Same. I love, see, uh, so I'm going to kind of take this back a little bit. A Reuben you could do any time. Yes, maybe like not right before going on to the beach, but yes, it's it's an it's an any any time of year you could do it. It's right more. It's at least more universal than like corned beef and cabbage. Like that. That's that's its own thing. Absolutely, I'm a big fan of the Reuben. And uh, last last night I was doing a little cooking class with something called beef she it's like beef meets sushi like different cuts of deli meat rolled into rice with vegetables really cool and there's a reuben roll so it's wow yeah really good pastrami swiss sauerkraut the rice you roll it up um and then do like a reuben thousand island or russian dressing kind of thing on the side and some caraway seeds it's Fantastic. Yeah, it's fan. It is fantastic. Now, there's a question that we talked about last week. Would you classify that as deli meat? Yes, but not... And you can classify corned beef as deli meat, too, but I wouldn't classify it if it's in, like, that thick cut and if you've, you know, bought it in the bag and prepared it yourself, right? Yeah, I always think that's, like, a weird line. It is. It's a weird line of demarcation there. We should get into that a little more. We might have to bring an expert on there. It's like when you get into like the weird area with what's a hot dog, right? <laughs> we need we need a, an expert to weigh in. Um, last but not least this evening, now I didn't watch the interview, so I'm just going off of clips and articles, etc. How about Meghan Markle and Oprah? Oh my God! So the big, uh, the big bomb drop that uh, there might be a little racism in a family that's had colonialism for like a thousand years. How about that? I'm so shocked. Are you right? But I, I mean, I guess afterwards, like the the big takeaway was that they were concerned about how dark the baby was going to be. Not if it was going to be a ginger because of uh, Prince Harry. So that's good to hear. But I, I just. The only way that there's really any consequence to that, and I don't really think there's much consequence anyway, but the only, they already said that it wasn't the Queen or Prince Philip that asked the question. The only way I see that it's actually relevant then is if it's William or Charlie, right? Because otherwise, who gives a fuck? Like, nobody else is important. Right, right. Um, First of all, like, not, sorry, not surprising at all, like, not even for a moment. Right. Like this is what the Royal family is. Right. I mean, uh, maybe not as individuals. I don't know that it's fair to paint them all. And no, say, you're right. You're right. But uh, as an institution. Yeah. 
Right. So it's institutional and not really surprising. And I think you probably kind of got that vibe like from the beginning, right? Um, but how about that actual interview? Did you catch any? Yeah, so I, I saw a bunch of the highlights and uh, Megan said she was suicidal and she felt like she wasn't given the same respect and she felt like uh, her son didn't get the same privileges. So, I, I mean, I can kind of get that if you feel like your kid's getting shit on. And I, I don't know why she was that suicidal. Look, I'm not a fucking mental health expert, but it seemed like they hit her pretty hard with God knows what. I'm going to tell you about that whole thing. Like the whole, like I was suicidal and I didn't want to be left alone. I'm going to tell you what rubbed me wrong about the whole thing that has nothing to do with racism, nothing to do with the patriarchy, any of, any of that. Um, uh, apparently in their, you know, multi-million dollar home, trying to live authentically, as they say, Megan and Harry, quote unquote, have rescued chickens from a, quote, factory farm. And Seriously? and when <laughs> um, and when people of immense socioeconomic privilege and, you know, all of the other stuff aside, we're talking about we're talking about a Hollywood actress in her Hollywood home talking to another billionaire about all of these things. And when people when when people yeah, when people in those positions spout off with terminology that's inaccurate, like calling the way chickens are raised factory farms, it like it hurts it hurts agriculture. It paints agriculture in a bad way. But also other people hear that and think, oh, this reasonably priced chicken it must be it's it might be factory farmed and i need to eat something that's rescued or i shouldn't eat chicken and we're starting to see that those kinds of things from higher up like they trickle down and people with a lot less money take that stuff to heart and it impacts their food buying decisions so you can spout out spout off all you want about how you were treated and blah 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 blah. but why do hollywood types always have to go there do you see what i'm saying like they just cannot fucking help it they can't keep their mouths shut um about food issues that they don't know anything about yeah but i feel like that's a bigger issue right i mean yeah, I mean, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, what they're going to eat. I don't personally give a fuck. But it's that American culture props them up now as like medical experts or dietary experts or whatever. Right. And that's just like American celebrity culture worship is just gross as it is. Plus, you have a fucking royal on top of it. So it's just even more fucking disgusting because it's just one fucking fetish on top of another at that point. And speaking of fetish. What I don't get is why are we talking about this when Prince Andrew is an actual fucking pedophile who was hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein? Whatever happened to that? No, but let's talk about rescuing chickens in Hollywood. How about how about that? Yeah, I mean, the royal family's got a lot bigger fucking worries, in my opinion. But I I guess we just we're, we're more concerned about the baby's race. Look, I guarantee. Look, it's a bad look. It's a fucked up thing to say. I'm not the least bit surprised that there's a little bit of racism in a family that goes back a thousand years that had colonialism and this, that, and the other thing. But why aren't we talking about Prince Andrew? 
Right. Let's talk about because well, and and that's there's basically photographic evidence there. There's there's really very little questioning that he was having sex with children very recently, and probably on the island and all of that. So why why don't you come out and say something about that while you come out? Why doesn't go after that? Like look. Uh, it's unfortunate that she felt that way. It's unfortunate that she felt that they were shitting on her kid. I get it. I get it that you don't want to hear racism right now, but I don't feel like that's the biggest issue with them. No, the biggest issue, once again, is um, Prince Andrew being a pedophile and the fact that the queen probably killed Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> maybe maybe Why with her own bare hands walk in there with her purse and just club the shit out of him yeah and that's where we the are now the body there's no evidence yeah good times well dave this wheel was so packed to the gills the wheels have been good though very very stimulating uh, Next week, I hope you will join us. You know, this week, our show is Food, Sex, Politics. It's not a nutrition podcast per se, even though I am a registered dietitian. We keep it to food, but it being National Nutrition Month, we are going to bring on one of my colleagues next week from one of our favorite states. So I hope you will look forward to that. Dave, where can people find you in the meantime? Tune in. Make sure to check us both out on Instagram, Nicole at notoriously.nicolerd and me at Dave Shirotsky, Food Porn Unicorn. Make sure to check us out. Make sure to go give us some likes, some love, some follows. Nicole, tell them to go home. Happy steak and blowjob day. Good night. Mwah. No more exploding our bodies and our hearts. Right, right. Just blowjobs and that's it. <laughs> 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 <laughs>